you have your Bibles, would you open them please to the fourth gospel, the gospel of John. Specifically chapter 8, beginning with verse 32. The words of Jesus has spoken to those of his day. The words of Jesus spoken to us today. And Jesus is talking about what the theme is. Freedom. Freedom. John chapter 8, beginning with verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And they answered Jesus and said, We are Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How can you say, you shall be made free? And Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say to you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. He is in bondage to sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son is forever. And if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. If the Son makes you free, not the government, if the Son makes you free, You shall be free indeed. In 2001, the Twin World Trade Center towers were destroyed by a barbaric act of terrorism. Over 3,000 civilians and firemen and police officers and first responders would die from that act of terrorism committed against our country, not just there and in other places. Thirteen years later, in 2014, a Freedom Tower was built where the Twin Towers used to stand. It was built on the very foundation where those towers once existed. The purpose of building the Freedom Tower was twofold. It was to be a forever remembrance to the police officers and the firemen and the first responders who gave their lives trying to save others. It was also to be a reminder to the world that America is back. Bigger, better, and stronger than ever, America is back. That freedom still rings. Freedom still rules. Freedom still reigns in the land of the free and the home of the brave. That terrorists could not break our back. We're better and stronger than that. The Freedom Tower was meant to be a shrine to the dead and a symbol to the living that America's greatness is found in our freedom. This country is the greatest country there has ever been and will ever be. Why? Because of freedom. 
We have the freedom of speech. We have the freedom to assemble ourselves together just like we are this morning in worship. We have the freedom to bear arms. We have the freedom to live without government intrusion. Those freedoms were given to us by the Founding Fathers because they thought it was important that America be built on a foundation of freedom. The Constitution is about freedom. The Bill of Rights is about freedom. The guaranteeing, the guarding on, of our freedoms. Now, we must be honest. Our nation has not always done a good job of granting freedom to all of its citizens. It's taken a while, and it's a process that's probably still continuing. But America stands head and shoulders above any other nation in the world when it comes to giving its citizens freedom. Listen to me carefully. While the Founding Fathers thought it was good and wise to establish America as free, that idea did not come from them. Let me say that again. While our Founding Fathers thought it was good, it was wise, it was needful, it was necessary, it was a priority, of theirs, to build the foundation of this nation on freedom. They did not come up with the idea in and of themselves. Where did they get this idea of freedom? May I suggest to you it came from the Lord Jesus Christ. May I suggest to you it came from the Bible. They did it. These founding fathers, while they all may not have been Christians, or they may have been offshoots of Christianity, they understood something that we have forgotten. Freedom comes from God. It doesn't come from a government. It doesn't come this way. It comes this way. Just a casual look at our founding fathers' lives themselves. Just a, a casual look at the documents and the, the, the memorials and the monuments and the establishments of the founding fathers. Show that they understood that freedom came from God. And without Him, freedom would be lost. The Declaration of Independence, some people have said, was nothing but an appeal to heaven. It was, a it, was, it was an appeal to heaven for God to be part of this thing we call America and the freedom of it. Others have said it was not a Declaration of Independence, it was a Declaration of Dependence. This nation needed God. If freedom was to be maintained and preserved and passed on from generation to generation. The doors where the nine Supreme Court justices sit and make rulings are covered with Scripture. 
If you look at the capital, you'll notice that the four main points of the capital form a, a cross. Was that accidental, incidental, or was it deliberate and fundamental as our founders were thinking about things of this nature? Congress opens up every session with what? Prayer. You see, our nation was all about the Lord, all about the Bible, the Word of God, all about the living Word, all about the written Word. In the very beginning, when it started, because those who were part of it understood that no nation can ever have freedom unless they have the Lord God in it. But our nation has lost sight of that somewhere. Somewhere along the line, our nation has become blind to that fact. Somewhere along the line, foolishness replaced wisdom. Wickedness replaced righteousness. And our country believed that it could go its own way without God. And so we've abandoned the God of the Bible and we've embraced the idols of false religions from around the world. We've rejected the Bible as absolute truth. And we chase after other things we call truth that's not true. And as we embrace other gods in our pluralistic mindset, as we reject the Bible in our secular humanistic approaches, the thing that gave us freedom is now taking that freedom away. Our freedoms are eroding as we move further and further from the God of the heaven and from the Bible, His Word. President Reagan said something very interesting. He said, America needs God more than God needs America. If we forget we are one nation under God, then we will become a nation gone under. In our blindness, the Freedom Tower that I mentioned earlier, do you know its name was changed? The name was considered politically incorrect. So they changed the name from the Freedom Tower to the One World Trade Center. Wow. The mayor of New York City at the time declared that God was not welcome at ground zero. That there would be no praying to any God. Although he did allow pluralistic prayers on occasion. Pluralistic being a Hindu can come pray, a Buddhist can come pray, a Muslim can come pray and we'll find a Christian who can pray there with them all. The Freedom Tower had its name changed. A sign was put up. Metaphorically speaking, God, you're not welcome here. Go away. 
And this freedom tower that was to be a shrine to those who gave their life. This freedom tower that was to be a symbol to a world that America is strong again. Gave way to commercialism. The freedom tower, now the One World Trade Center, is all about commercialism. We've got to put tenants in all of these apartments we've got to rent. Because we've got to make some money. It's all about shopping. We've got to put some stores in this place so people can come and spend their money. It's nothing sacred anymore except the mighty dollar. In closing, and this is not a long message, Governments cannot give us freedom. Our founding fathers understood that. We need to understand that. doesn't matter if it's a Democratic administration or Republican administration. Neither can give us freedom. Governments can't keep freedom. Governments can't protect freedom. Only God can do that. And as America pulls away from the God of the Bible, as America pulls away from the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, our freedoms are quickly coming and declining. America is great because America is free. America's freedom comes Because of God in the Bible. America's freedoms come to us because there's Christians who are willing to hold fast to those things. And there's a military that's willing to die for those things. Freedom. That's why people from all the other countries in the world want to come here. Freedom. In closing, do you know that we as Christians have a freedom tower? Do you know we have a tower that proclaims to one and all our freedom? You say, Pastor, where's it at? It's right in front of you. Right there. The Freedom Tower in New York declares freedom. But that freedom is temporary. The cross proclaims freedom. And that freedom is forever. The cross. To those who have religion, it's a stumbling block. To those who are pagans, it's foolishness. But to those of us that believe, it's the power of God unto salvation. The cross is a shrine to a Savior whose name is Jesus, who died to rescue us from our sin. The cross is a symbol of our salvation. That we are free. We are free indeed. Free from what? 
free from sin, free from death, free from the grave, free from the devil, free from hell itself. We're free. And they can't take that from us. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? We have been freed. As Americans, we have physical freedom. Freedom that was bought by the sacrifice of those who served in our military. And we give thanks and we give honor to them. They richly deserve it. But as Christians, we also have a spiritual freedom that was given to us by the Son of the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of what He did, we don't appreciate Him or honor Him. We give Him glory and we worship Him. I'm calling on all of you who are Americans, which is all of you, myself, that we remember we have a dual responsibility in the cause of freedom. If America's going to remain free, then we who are Christians have to let our voice be heard. We must let our voice be heard that we believe in the Lord Jesus. We are followers, as been, was sung earlier, of Christ. And this Bible is the guidebook by which we will live. As Christians, we also have a responsibility not just to proclaim that, but to live that. With our lips, we speak of our physical freedom unashamedly, but with our lives, we speak even louder of our allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Bible that tells us all about Him. One day we're not going to be here. Whether this country will remain free or not, I do not know, nor do you. But I know this, while we're alive, it's under our watch. And it's under our responsibility. So let's do our best to not be ashamed to tell this nation Jesus is our Savior and the Bible is our authority. Let's pass it on to the next generation through our diligence and through our prayers as we pray for those who make decisions in our nation. Always pray for those who are the decision makers because God can influence their mind and heart even if they're not believers to do His will. Pray for our president. You say, I don't like him. I don't care if you like him or not. Pray for him. That's right. That's right. Pray for him. I've been around the block a long time like many of you. I've not liked all the presidents we've had previous to him. But I always prayed for him. 
And I always supported them because that's what the Bible tells us to do. You claim the name of Jesus, you claim the Bible as your authority, and you do what the Bible says. So you pray for your president. Pray for Paul Ryan, who is the leader in the House. Pray for Mitch McConnell, who's the leader in the Senate. Pray for them by name, that God would influence these men's minds that they might bring us back to God, might bring us back to the Bible somehow, some way. And they might not even know they're doing it. Pray for those Supreme Court justices that maybe one day they'll get the courage to reverse Roe versus Wade. Pray for our new governor of South Carolina. Henry McMaster. Pray for our senators, Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham. Pray for the mayors that represent the areas in which we live. John Tecklenburg, Keith Summey, Wiley Johnson, among others. You see, these are decision makers at the highest levels, at the lowest levels. And our prayers for God to influence them I believe, can be heard. And by praying for them and the decisions that come forth, we're preserving freedom. By standing up and declaring wherever we are that we're not ashamed of Jesus, we're not ashamed of the Bible, and we follow both. We're preserving freedom. And make sure you're saved. Because what a tragedy it would be to have freedom in this life and then go to into eternity and be in bondage. I'm so concerned about our generation that we live in because we've got so much religion that we can't see through it to see Jesus. Religion is all about man trying to impress God. That's all religion is. You can put any name you want on it. It's man trying to impress God, and God will be so impressed, he'll let us into heaven. Just do this or do that. Don't do this, don't do that. Go here, don't go there. That's religion. Rules, regulations. But the God of heaven doesn't teach religion, he teaches relationships. He wants to have a relationship with us as a father to a son, as a father to a daughter. And that relationship comes through His Son, Jesus Christ. Give your life to Jesus and you'll have a relationship with the true and the living God. Have you done that? You say, I'm a Baptist. I don't care if you're a Baptist or you're a Christian. I believe in God. It's okay to believe in God. But are you giving your life to Him? Freedom's under attack. It's time for the, those of us who are blessed with it to preserve and protect it. May we pray?